0: Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light.
1: At State Farm, we're committed to uplifting black futures. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: There's no purpose in teaching anybody who don't really want to learn, who really don't want to get to it. Everybody want to play entrepreneur. They don't want the sacrifice to come with this shit.
1: Hmm.
0: Truly. Late nights, early mornings. You're going to lose friends, lose girlfriends, family going to call you crazy, not going to believe in you. Then you make it and then everybody going to be like, I'm proud of you. Let me get some money. Get some money. What I've realized that wealthy people understand mm-hmm. and people in general is the small concepts that you can apply to get wealthy. You don't got to be super smart and got to know all the intricacies of real estate or taxes or e-commerce or whatever, trucking, yeah. Yeah, whatever it, it's it is. It's good if you want to be rich in that business, but yeah. you don't need to know that. You don't need to know everything. You just need to know small, basic concepts. Mm-hmm. And one of the smallest basic concepts that anybody can understand is get money, by income. Mm. Get money, buy more money. I woke up feeling wealthy today, my bank account might not agree but hey, that shit on the way Me and my niggas laying brick on top of brick till we straight If you the type that play the victim you can't come in my space You know this game ain't for the weak, it's hard to carry this weight I keep my balance through the ups and downs, I'm never gonna break You feel the purpose in my spirit when you look in my face Cause it ain't the second I can waste some food on place What's well, that with the wealthy people, your boy David
2: And your boy Jalen
0: Half of the black Wealth Renaissance, man uh, here, live season four, Blackwell for Blackwell Renaissance Podcast here in Dallas with a little throwback for y'all, man. Yeah, going a little throwback
2: the, style.
0: The original format. Uh, been, shit, a little over a year since we did one of these. Hell man. yeah. But, uh, going back to the original format one time for the one time, I had to throw it back. Uh, just really want to have a conversation that our audience can benefit from. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since we've had one of these talks where we just kind of go into our thoughts and our opinions. On kinda of what's going on in the world right now. So as we know, um Is this a fucking reset? Yeah, shit shit
2: <laughs> shit not looking too good right now, you know. Your dollar might not be going as far. Uh we finally starting to see gas come down a little bit. That's a blessing, you know that that's is a blessing. Yeah. Gas is sub four dollars out here in Nashville, that shit's still four something. So yeah. But, yeah, it's a recession, and uh, one of the things we want to talk about, us being Black the Renaissance, how to be smart, how to survive these type of economic climates, right? And uh, I think one of the very first things that we got to get into is, what exactly is a recession? Yes, sir. Let's define what a recession so, is.
0: Just getting into the textbook definition, a recession is defined as two quarters of consecutive negative GDP growth, which means that the economy had negative growth, right? Mm -hmm. That means instead of us producing actual more money year over year, uh, quarter over quarter, the economy is contracting. So,
2: and I'll give you exactly what GDP is as well. GDP is gross domestic product. It is the standard measurement of value added, created through the production of goods and services in a country during a certain period.
0: So, In a nutshell What the economy Actually produces Mm -hmm. So Our goods and services Everything has retracted And now we're entering A time where Things are becoming More uncertain Uh, What's triggered this Has been
2: The I'm not Going to just say Because I know Where you're going We're not going to say It's just that But I'll let you No
0: I'm saying What's triggered this Is the fact that The COVID The COVID Epidemic Pandemic Whatever you want to call it Whenever things were going down, whenever the pandemic shut the economy down for, it was like a month and a half um, back in 2020. We had that little flash crash, which was the correction that our market, our our economy was supposed to take, mm-hmm. but we postponed it Bye. with money printing. Mm-hmm. So the Feds printed. I think at this point it's eighty percent of the money. Um, the world's, the the money supply in circulation since was, 2020. So, which is crazy when you think about it. So say, just for instance, if it was $2 trillion in circulation, now it's $10 trillion in circulation. And during that time, our economic output didn't match what the money, the money that was printed. actually being printed. And
2: I'll give you the actual numbers because I do remember doing a reel on this. It was thirteen trillion dollars that was printed throughout those. I forgot how many months it was. Like eighteen, 18. months. Yeah. Uh, but it was five point two trillion dollars for COVID relief, right? So what is just the COVID relief and things like that? COVID relief was relief was like PPP, uh, getting the masks, the vaccines, all of those things was COVID relief, right? Uh, also the small business loans, all of those things were. COVID relief Then there's also 4.5 trillion dollars Printed for Quantitative easing Right Quantitative easing Is whenever the government They see You know Hey We might be going Into a recession Like Things are starting to look bleak. And then they'll say, okay, our monetary policy, the feds, Jerome power. they're going to say, okay, instead of doing that, what we're going to do is we're going to give the economy a, sti- <laughs> a stimulus, basically, right? Uh, so we're going to stimulate the economy. And that's what they did with quantitative easing. And then it was $3 trillion printed for infrastructure. i have still not seen some of the infrastructure stuff, but... Hey, $3 trillion for infrastructure was also printed as well So that's where that 80% came into play Those are the breakdowns that were reported
0: Yeah, so with all that money coming back into the economy It ended up being a situation where, like we said, the world shut down Things weren't going on You can see it across several industries There are supply chain issues and manufacturing in industries They had factories getting shut down so the actual economic output didn't match what was going on and we kind of entered into this i say like a euphoric type state where people back
2: to like, like the roaring 20s type yeah, shit dog. like
0: people was just like bro money free like we, i got we, it fuck it let's ball out like,
2: we, crab so, balls every fucking friday bitch
0: <laughs> <laughs> we eating crab legs like <laughs> that little view i see uh they gave you $2,400 to fix your AC and you chose crab legs Not look who boiling, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, it sure was funny. But like, in all seriousness, it was a situation where we have now like, we're starting to see the negative effects of that mm-hmm. because the Fed has come out now and started raising interest rates.
2: Which is called quantitative tightening
0: and they've stopped the free flow of money like mm-hmm. all these different stimulus packages and all the raising of funds we ain't doing all that no more the Fed, Jerome Powell, my boy, Big big Rome he said, look y'all if we keep doing this thing the way we're doing it, we're going to enter into a situation where we have hyperinflation and what hyperinflation is is basically what we were going through at the time, right? Whenever you have a situation where economic output doesn't match an increase in money supply. You put yourself at risk for hyperinflation, which would lead to the value of our money falling rapidly due to the fact that it's demand, so abundant. Demand would we had so much money and the so su- much demand, but not but the enough supply. supply. Yeah, not enough supply. So money just started becoming worthless and, the Fed didn't want that to happen. I'm sure you and I didn't want that shit to happen, right? We wouldn't want to see the value of the dollar, because, you know, that's been a big conversation, the value of the dollar falling. Being a big
2: history buff. Once again, this shit happened in Germany. Yes. Uh, I forgot World how, War many, or World how many. How many? Yeah. Like, they literally used to have to have. You You can Google it. The you, yeah. You, there were wheelbarrows of money that they were going to the store with. Guess what they was buying them? A loaf of bread.
0: Yeah Because their money wasn't worth nothing. A loaf of bread, dog. So, with with that, now we're seeing inflation numbers at forty-year highs. Mm-hmm. We're seeing things, so things have gotten a lot tighter recently, and I think people are starting to feel it in their pockets. Uh, so now that we kind of talked about what a recession is, we want to get into some of the ways and things that we're going to be doing and things that you to can navigate do to yeah. navigate this space. So, uh, Jalen and myself, we both you're twenty eight, I'm twenty seven. This is our first recession we're living through as adults.
2: We've been calling for it since the beginning of the pod, though. I ain't gonna lie yeah, to you. like we
0: we were like, yo, we, I've, we've been studying 08 since we got since before we started Black Blackwell Renaissance yeah. because we understood that
2: life we, moves through cycles, it's man. A you, cycle. You can't always go up, up, up.
0: And we've been on a bull run. I shit We was on a what eleven year, twelve mm-hmm. year run. I think that's the longest run. In the history of the world actually In terms uh, of the bull run Maybe I, I, I didn't look so. it up I, I want to say That was like the longest Because a typical bull market I want to say is like 7 years 7 to 8 Yeah and tw- We we were thinking We were going to see a contraction In 2018 You mm-hmm. remember 2018 that, that little recession the, the pull, kinda, it was pull back Yeah like a little a little Minor type situation mm-hmm. But we recovered And continued to go up and up and up Well it got to this point where it's like, man, stuff got pretty ridiculous. Like,
1: if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac, or drop a crispy fry between the car seats, or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. And
0: now we got to pull back and really get back to some of these key financial principles that's going to keep us grounded. So.
1: and N-U-L dot O-R-G to donate and learn more. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: Uh, one of the first things that we're doing, we've started is the Stack Summer Challenge because the, one of the things that we want to make sure people are doing is focusing on building their health, focusing on, focusing on their health, building their wealth, and putting themselves in a position to win. Um, so one of the key principles that we're focusing on actually is Something we've been pushing at y'all since when everything was hot Was making sure you maintain a budget Right? Ain't exactly Like that, that's uh, It seems like something that is so easily to pass over And it sounds like Beating Because it's not sexy bro horse.
2: It's not sexy like And that's what a lot of people don't understand is Some of the things that's not sexy Is what successful people do To really stay afloat And to really just Prevail
0: mm mm-hmm. man uh, we were at the momentum conference this weekend, and uh one of the speakers Buana, he he said something that really stuck with me. He said, If you don't have a plan for your money and you don't tell your money where to go, somebody else has a plan for your money,
2: and they're gonna take it
0: they're gonna take it they're gonna do something with it they got an idea of what they're gonna do with it so
2: even even to like drive that further too i uh, I forgot I was either reading a book, listening to a book, but somebody else was like, you know how is money made? It was like, you know, you sell a product or there's like, no, money is made by taking money from somewhere else.
0: That's a fact because that's economics. In order for there to be a winner, there has to be a loser. It's, it's not a, a, always a win-win game. It's a yeah. zero-sum game. Some, if it, like, going back to the laws of nature, matter can never be created or destroyed. Same thing with money. It came from somewhere. It came from someone else. It came from, it had to be made in order to be given. And that goes back to kind of some of the issues with the whole inflation issue, right? With us printing so much money without having actual benefit from it, like an actual economic return. So, yeah, like one of the main things we're doing, I, just to kick it off, is making sure that we're maintaining the budget. And it doesn't always have to be something crazy. I think a lot of people hear budget and they think that, oh, man, I don't make enough money or I don't. Uh, I can't I can't do that at my level. Like, but just getting good at managing where you are with mm-hmm. what you have, because the next thing that we're focused on is increasing our income. Yes, sir. So what are some ways you're increasing your income through this this uh recession, Jalen? Man,
2: honestly, uh taking this job in Tennessee. So uh I was working at home. Honest I'll give y'all the full backstory. Like even being a part of BWR, like I had quit my job in twenty nineteen like quit my job. I was doing this full, full time. Was not getting paid for the shit though. Like was really just working and putting in the work and I was living off of some credit cards and shit like that. Like we was just really getting it and hustling it. Uh, we making money through the business, but we was not paying ourselves. We was on the all money in Nipsey Hustle type tip. Right? So back in 2021, I ended up, uh, going into the insurance adjusting field uh, had when, had yeah. licenses for We got our license adjusting. back in like 2019 uh, I was working from home I was making about like Six bands, seven bands a month Working from home uh, And then I got released at the beginning of 2022 um, So I ended up getting another job in Tennessee And uh, in Tennessee I'm making 40 bucks an hour I'm getting paid $170 a day per diem. And now I'm making like almost $14,000 a month. Uh, So that's one way that I'm increasing my income. But another thing is that money that I'm getting from that. I am now purchasing investments that are going to keep on paying me, right? So I'm paying, I'm buying uh, REITs. Um, I believe in real estate. I want to own real estate. And one of the easiest ways to get in real estate is for me to buy REITs. So what I did was I done my research. Mm-hmm. I found uh, what is some of the best performing REITs. I looked up what was their uh, expenses. Um, then I also... I did a diversification of REITs Mm -hmm. So I got REITs that are not just In one particular field Like I got one REIT It only focused on like postal services type shit Mm -hmm. I got another REIT It's called like i or whatever They focus on refrigeration units Mm -hmm. I got another REIT They do data centers and stuff like that So it was all things that I knew that Are necessary and needed Mm -hmm. But now I'm able to start making money off of that Um, Also I am
0: Before you move forward just to explain for somebody who may be a new listener, REIT mm-hmm. is a real estate investment trust. It's a type of stock that you can invest in where a company purchases real estate with the money that you raise. I wouldn't and say it paying.
2: is a stock, but it acts like a
0: stock. It, it is a stock, bro. You buy it on the stock market. <laughs> you can buy it, on, but some people like... It's a, it's a real estate company that's listed on a public exchange that you can purchase shares of that will buy real estate and for cash flow purposes mm-hmm. and from that cash flow they have to pay investors.
2: They got to pay back 90% of their
0: income as well. Yes. Yeah. So, I want you to continue. Oh yeah,
2: so yeah, I'm I'm investing my money in uh things like that, but I'm also uh saving to buy real estate. Um I know that 9 times out of 10 with recessions, the the real estate market doesn't always take a hit, but I know there's going to be opportunities. There's going to be people who can't Necessarily afford to pay their mortgages and things like that. So, I want to make sure that I am in a position to really just, I'm not going to say take advantage of it, but I'm in a position to act when the opportunity arises.
0: Mm. Gotcha, gotcha. So, what about
2: you? How are you increasing your income? So,
0: for me, uh, similar situation, right? Jaylen oh, selling Rye.
2: products and stuff like yeah. that, too, yeah. turning up with BWR. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Similar situation, um, but on the personal side of things, right? so similar to Jalen we both quit our jobs uh going into 2020 to focus on the business we were not making an income from that but we always had the insurance adjusted thing in our back pocket it was something that before we quit our jobs we had gotten a license for um so for about a year and a half I say no a little bit more than a year and a half uh shit damn near two years I was really primarily focused on building the business I take part-time jobs here and there um and most of my income came from online sales and working within my businesses. Uh, I started a rental car business, and that's kind of how I was making everything shape. But more recently, uh, things have gotten tighter. Uh, I, the revenue online has dried up for me. I'll be honest with that. I, I got to a point where I became burnt out. Uh, this is a, a danger of being a solopreneur whenever you do things all by yourself. Um, you can get to a point where you, you just, you lose it, right? You, mm-hmm. you, so go, 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 go all the time that you end up burnt out. So I went through a phase where I was burnt out and really saw a lot of declines in my business because I was trying to do too much by myself. Uh, and it led to me in, in the situation where coming into 2022, I started racking up some debts, uh, started living off of credit for things that I necessarily couldn't afford. I became more leveraged. Um, trying to get cars instead of putting more money down. I was taking advantage of this kind of environment where we can get cars for cheaper. So it ended up with me being more levered uh, and putting me in a situation where I ended up with a lot of mechanical issues at the same time on my vehicle. So my rental car business took a major hit. I uh, saw the income dry up in that area, so I was put in a position where I needed to go back to work for someone else, mm-hmm. and the way I went back into it was through the insurance adjusting field. Um, as Jayla mentioned, it's a certification that you can get that doesn't really cost a lot of money in the grand scheme of things. No. Like I said, we kept it in our back pocket uh, for $300, I believe is what our initial investment was. We took a class, and I just always had the license, so... The first thing I did to start increasing my income was getting a stable job. I know some people might not like to hear that. Um, I know for me it was a hard thing ego-wise. Yeah, it was right? definitely a hard pill because, to swallow, dog. I mean, I had made money online. I was before quitting my job to work for BWR and do my own thing, I we me and Jalen both had jobs getting paid less than thirty K a year. My first year full time entrepreneurship, I made like fifty K. And I was like, oh shit. We on. This, yeah. <laughs> we on, baby. You know what I'm saying? But going through what I went through last year and kind of like seeing um the 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 rough times, right? Because we always talk about the good times, but seeing the rough side of entrepreneurship, it made me swallow a pill and go back to work for somebody uh to make some good money. So the first thing I did was secure a job. So I just like I mentioned at the beginning, uh or yeah, of the other episode. I'm starting my second deployment as an insurance adjuster. Uh actually this upcoming Monday, whenever this releases, I'm sure it'll be much later than that. But that's gonna be a job where I can secure at least seven to eight thousand dollars a month and use that to start A paying down debts. That's one of the first ways that I plan to increase my income is through reducing my debts. Hmm. Like I think that's something that we over we look over a lot. Like if you knock out your these bills monthly that you have to pay if you just throw a little extra toward your debts and try to get out some of these credit card debts you'll increase your income because you don't have to dedicate this money to debt service every month so that's one thing that i'm doing
1: my brother-in-law died suddenly and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home that's why i told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials.
0: The next thing is making sure that I'm getting my cars back on the road. So I had uh, shit. And I think I told I've told everybody in the room, but I haven't told the pod people. Like, I have five cars on the platform. So, uh between higher car and tour. One was the car we owned and four were ones that I ran. I own two. My girl owned one and my homie owned another. Um in those five in the past three months, had one get totaled. one had a major mechanical breakdown, engine failure, uh and the other three involved in accidents. In fact, I just got one back and it got in an accident again. So getting that part of the business rolling back again is another way just to increase income and making sure that I'm diversifying the business, not becoming, not being so reliant on, um, on these different platforms to make sure that my business is ran learning other lanes and ways to do direct rentals. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be a big one. And a goal of mine is to actually start working with insurance companies Uh, Being an insurance adjuster, I've recognized that it's actually relatively easy to work with insurance companies with the rental car business. You just have to know how to navigate that space. So those are two of the things I'm doing. And then uh, outside of that, uh, this is not really an income increaser, but for me, just continually buying assets that I believe in. So right now we see the crypto markets. They're going crazy, right? I mean, like everything's crazy bad. Yeah, (laughs) crazy bad. Like it shit is bad, bad. So while Bitcoin is down, just making sure I'm dollar cost averaging into different companies and things that I believe in so that whenever things do begin to turn around, I'll have these assets that I got at a lower price that have appreciated that I can then use that capital to invest in real estate, buy other vehicles, those things. Yep.
2: Hey, I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, And with that, The whole thing, we have an initiative, it's called Stack Summer, right? And what we're doing is we're challenging everybody in our audience, everybody who's following us on Instagram. uh, You can join our email list um, and you can join Stack Summer. If you would be interested in joining, you can text stack to 337-455-7778. And what we're doing is we're giving you weekly updates, daily updates to keep you motivated. We're being transparent. We're showing you guys what we're saving uh, with our stack, uh, stack summer goals. Every time I get paid, I shoot it out in the text. I'll show you guys, hey, this is what I'm saving. My personal goal is I want to save $1,000 every time I get paid until I reach my $10,000 stack goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, and then I'm also, like David said, I'm paying down these debts. Um, we're also telling you, look, you got food at the crib. You ain't got to eat out all the damn time. Cook that shit. You can do that. Like, there's ways to have fun where you don't have to spend all the money, right? We're not telling you not to enjoy life. We're just telling you to be prepared for the opportunities that are going to arise. You don't want to say, okay, man, I had a great real estate deal, but I couldn't act because I ain't had a capital.
0: Yeah. And you, I, I just to go some even further on that, like with Stack Summer, I think, We're kind of talking about that conversation we were having at first. I think people have gotten comfortable in a different type of environment Mm post-COVID where it was easier and money was more abundant, just to say Mm -hmm. the least, right? People could spend more because it seemed like people were spending more. You could quit your job and go get unemployment and get paid more than what you was making at your fucking job. You could take child tax credits and... Increase your income that way. It was a lot of different... People were scamming on PPP, to be honest. Like, we know a lot of folks that ain't had no business that would get PPP money. Like, I ain't going to snitch on y'all, but I just want y'all to know the government, they going to get y'all ass. Just, but, like, this... It's a shift in the mindset that needs to occur mm-hmm. because we're entering into a different season in the economy. Mm. Um, and that's one of the big things that I think Stack Summer is so important for... Because if we can get people to change their behaviors and their habits now, whenever things do get worse, if they do get worse than what they currently are. Like, I mean, we know inflation's high. We see a few things that are kind of rough. We'll get into a couple more uh, things a little later in this episode that kind of play into this whole recession idea. Um, you're just putting yourself in a position to win at the end of the day. Like you said, you don't want to be over here like, damn. I really want to get this deal, but I couldn't because I don't budget. And if I go look at my budget, I recognize that I've been spending $500 a month eating out when I could have just been buying some damn groceries, and I could have stacked $400, 400 300 whatever the hell you could do a month, you know what I'm saying, just so that I could put it toward this goal. So really that intentionality piece is one of the things that we really focused on with Stack Summer.
2: And Stack Summer is not just about wealth. Like, I'm not going to say wealth. Not, it's not just about monetary wealth as well. We're making sure that we're waking up in the morning before sunrise. we out here working out. We're making sure our body is right. Making sure our mind is right. Meditating, praying, doing whatever you got to do to really reconnect and get back into, you know, a sense of operating at a really great level. So that's what Stack Summer is about. So if you want to join, once again, text 337
0: text stack to 337-455-7778 yeah do that yes sir so uh kind of going back into some of the talking points i had written down um kind of discussed hyperinflation but one thing that we uh we found interesting recently uh, a conversation that's been rumbling on the internet is the idea of stagflation Hmm. so you and i we've had separate conversations about stagflation uh, What's that? Inflation is is a situation where unemployment becomes high, and inflation continues to go up, and that is a large fear right now. Even though that shit
2: happened back in the eighties,
0: yeah, and it, it, it was not fun for the people in the eighties. Inflation was much higher back then. I believe it was mm-hmm. like what fucking twelve percent. Uh, so so I don't know. I don't it, want it, no was, parts of it. Though. It, it I don't was yeah, it was like double digit inflation back then, and. That's one of the largest concerns right now is that we're entering into an environment where we'll see a situation where the economy is basically become stagnant, but unemployment's becoming higher. Mm-hmm. We've started to see a lot of major companies um, do layoffs. I believe what Coinbase, uh, Netflix, Netflix, did Tesla lay some people off? As yeah, well? Tesla yeah. laid people off. We have big companies and corporations doing layoffs in mass. And this is just the beginning of the recession. So that's a concern, but what are your thoughts on it, man? What you thinking?
2: On uh, stagflation in general? Yeah. Uh, I definitely do see it as a concern. Once again, I'm a history history guy, so I definitely go back and I look and I see what happened before. Um, I do think we, we have a different monetary policy mm-hmm. uh, now versus what they had back in the day. So uh, I do feel like the Fed and Jerome Powell are going to do everything they can to not. Uh, get to that point, um, but I am seeing companies continue to lay off. Um, I haven't looked at past weeks uh, unemployment numbers and stuff like that.
0: It, it rose slightly, but not a lot. Like uh, The job market, from what they're saying, is still a pretty tight labor market, mm-hmm. but we're starting to see a little bit of increase in the unempo- unemployment claims.
2: I got you. So yeah, um, I definitely...
0: Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles And a breakfast cutoff. Ba da ba ba ba
2: It's a possibility and once again anything is possible. We don't really know yeah. what's going on. Even the Fed, they, they thought that, you they know, trying to get this yeah, yeah, landing, they, but they that, can't yeah. They thought that, you know, continuing to hit interest rates would do Would change, you know, what's going on right now, but this past month, uh, the consumer price uh, index rose again to like 9.1%. Once again, another 40-year high. Um, And another thing that we got to think about too, right? We're seeing the effects of two years ago, right? If we're seeing the effects of two years ago, we're not going to see we're not going to see the effects of what they're doing in the next month or two either. Right. Exactly. So we got to give it time. We got to see what's going to be effective, what's going to work properly. So honestly, my, my answer for that is, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's neither of us know. Right. But this is, this is a good conversation for us to have just cause again, goes back to that part of what we're doing right now. Right. Getting, in a position to make sure you're increasing your personal income mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like. And an,
2: another thing with that, because you know stagflation comes with layoffs. Make sure you're increasing your value. Mm. Make sure that you are increasing your skill set. Make sure that whatever you're doing, you're prepping your resume. Maybe that's if you have the money, hire someone to really get your resume right, mm-hmm. or maybe that's you taking different search. Uh, certification yeah. test, right? Yeah. Maybe that's you figuring out which industries are doing the best. Mm-hmm. Right now, all doing, uh, all the oil and industry sector is doing amazing. Maybe you might need to figure out how can I become a cybersecurity uh, person? Things like that. You need mm-hmm. to look at what does have the most
0: most room for growth. And a needs-based industry, right? Exactly. Where People are, like you said, there's room for growth and you know that no matter what, if this is an economic downturn or not, like you're not at you're not as at risk to get cut off and uh, kind of going to, into what you said some more. I didn't think about it, but whenever we speak on ways that we're surviving the recession, that is a way. Right. Mm-hmm. Investing in yourself and putting together things to ensure your value. Right. In the world, we're in the IA world one way that you can constantly sure up your value is through acquiring licenses and certifications. So I know I mentioned at the beginning we paid $300, took a class and we were able to get our initial license, but that isn't enough to get a job. No. No. So you have to do some investing into yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's a conversation that needs to be had because that's the best investment that you can make, honestly, is to take, some of the money that you're making now and put it into making in, into ensuring that you have the value or you can communicate the value that you have to a job or to a, whatever you're trying to do your, maybe it's clients, companies, whoever it is um, because if you're not necessarily taking that time to invest in yourself or using your money to invest in yourself you can't expect to see that return
2: that's a bar that's a bar and uh, if y'all do want to learn about getting into the I industry, uh, I got a link for y'all. I can send it. My guy Steven has a course on getting into it. Um, but it's great money to get into. Uh, you can get some jobs starting off at like $24 an hour working from home. Uh, like I said, I'm working. I'm making $40 an hour. I know some people who are making $30,000 in a month. Doing insurance adjusting, right? From acquiring so, a skill set. Yeah, acquiring a skill set. And even as far as those certs that we have, like, even me, like, you and I both, we're still acquiring certs to make us valuable in the industry. There's different things that you can get to perform flood or to perform other different tasks and things like that. So, we're definitely uh continuing to, approve that, to improve that and improve ourselves. Yes, sir.
1: Are you worldly and curious like us? Travel with Insight Vacations on your next trip. See the famous sites
2: and also get insights so you return home enriched and inspired. Make your next vacation insightful by joining us on a premium guided tour. Visit insidevacations.com slash insightful to learn more and find the trip that's perfect for
0: you. So... I kind of want to hop in some of this stuff with the crypto market. Um, yes, sir. We Talk about, to me. Talk to me. We talked about crypto at the beginning, uh, how things are going bad. Uh, one of the things that I saw that was super crazy, we've seen Bitcoin and a few other coins take a beating. Um, the Three Arrows Capital debacle, man. did You you heard about that? I heard about
2: it. Yeah. I didn't look into it a, a lot.
0: So. But I did hear about it. So, Three Arrows Capital was a crypto hedge fund. Well, it is a crypto hedge fund. they like a crypto-based hedge fund. They've been around like a decade now, right? Um, and they turned $559 million into $670 in a matter of a few months with the way the crypto market has began taking. Wait a
2: minute. So, wait yeah, a They've been around for a decade, though, right? Yeah so all of their funds is now gone so they or were just
0: like the funds from the previous so few they, years they became super over leveraged like you know how we were talking about at the beginning how we were kind of in this euphoric state right everybody thought the money the was just going to keep flowing
2: the motherfuckers was doing that damn margins, uh, yield bro. forms and all yeah. of that shit they, huh? they,
0: they was borrowing money to invest from a lot of different places and everybody called their money up at the same time whenever the market started to drop then after the terror thing happened that was whenever
2: the, the stake the, the the straw that broke the camel
0: back that huh? was the straw that broke the camel's back when Terra luna fell off a cliff so did three arrows capital so now like it's it's crazy right now to see it um but it makes me wonder about the future of crypto nowadays like seeing is regulation going to be the thing that's going to lift up the markets again because now it's Seeing stuff like that has made a lot more people scared, uh, and more, I guess, validates the idea of the crypto winner that we're entering.
2: Um, I think we are in crypto, crypto winner right now. Uh, but as far as like you know, seeing that we've seen this in prior cycles too, though. This is not the first time you've seen funds get stolen, big big places you know get hit or whatever like big connect yeah, yeah. big connect and all uh, of the Silk other places Road, yeah like yeah. that every market if you really pay attention this is why i'm big on history if you pay attention you can go see the things that happened before right right now nfts it i equate it to the ico yeah era right nfts like everybody's got nfts everybody's making in uh nfts printing money right before it was with ICOs whenever Ethereum introduced the uh making your own token. Yeah, the making your own token, right? You it was so easy to make a token and then you can sell people on it or whatever and people were getting rugged. People were getting rugged left and right. And it happened again this year. Like coin not this year, but this cycle of the which one it was? The fucking uh
0: squid Fucking oh card, yeah, squid right? token. <laughs> like that shit had pumped up like almost what eight thousand percent. Yeah, like
2: crazy numbers. But it was
0: like in one second, or like like five minutes. Like I think it was
2: exactly like so. If you pay attention, the reason why I say all of that is if you pay attention, it happened in prior market cycles as well. Mm-hmm. I do think right now crypto is becoming more mainstream, though, because of so many celebrities endorsing it. So many people actually talking about it, so it could make people a little bit more fearful, those who don't really understand investing principles versus gambling, mm-hmm. because a lot of people equate investing to gambling. So, if you're a person who was a gambler, and you was just like, yo, well, I'm flipping my money, what I'm doing, and you're not actually understanding fundamental and sound investment man, that's, that's principles... that's you wanted to, man. That's everybody
0: wanted it is like, man, I'm going to just... Like I, I hate it. They got motherfucker trying to scam in my name right now. I find him a whoop hey, your they ass. got they got they got somebody
2: scamming in my name right <laughs> he, now he too. Big people love
0: talking about so. Yeah, man, with Bitcoin trading, uh, I, I've turned five hundred into forty three hundred. Like, bastards! But that's that gambler's mindset that exactly. you're speaking of. The person that gives somebody five hundred to give them forty three back without understanding that how this actually is going to generate a return, like. That's, that's a, why
2: y'all payers get hacked by them uh, fucking uh, cash app scammers.
0: <laughs> like, it, it's a bad mentality to have, but I don't think that it should affect people's opinion of the asset class as a whole. Exactly. Like, in my opinion still, it's like some projects tried and true, like Bitcoin. I always used to wonder, like, what Bitcoin is and then why they would be so gung-ho on Bitcoin. Because as time has gone on, I've started to understand more that the crypto market moves based on the price of Bitcoin. If Bitcoin up, everything up. If Bitcoin down, everything ain't falling. It's the longest. the longest standing cryptocurrency. It's it like, never been hacked. Never's been. It's never been hacked. And even at twenty thousand dollars, it still worth more than it was. What
2: ten years ago? Not,
0: not, even, t- not even just ten. years Fucking yeah, three years, years ago. ago. Yeah. In twenty eighteen, Bitcoin was what like 3800 dollars exactly.
2: I started investing in Bitcoin at
0: thirty six hundred dollars. I'm saying like. It's uh, It's been shown through the cycles As you said When you study history That even whenever it falls It recovers And a lot of these other coins Like in Doge And these these but, little And
2: even though Doge has been here It survived but,
0: some cycles
2: But You're not going to make a, a, if you Once you understand the fundamentals of Doge You'll understand why That shit not going That shit not going to give you the money That you think it's going to give you
0: It's not made to be an actual currency. It was made as a fucking meme. Bitcoin is designed to be a currency. Um, The goal of it is to replace the dollar. I don't know if we'll ever see. The idea of Bitcoin becoming the um, basic medium of exchange between people. I'd be interested to see it. I do see countries taking on crypto as like their main thing. We're moving away from fiat and moving into blockchain technology to manage money. But... Bitcoin will always be a store of value. I mm-hmm. feel like a um, digital gold, So I'm going to continue buying. Uh, but that Three Arrows Capital shit is still crazy to me. It's like, that
2: shit is fucking crazy, dog.
0: It, it shows a lot of the the risk of getting um, just getting too high on your own supply type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, it makes no sense that they was out here borrowing Two, two mil here, five mil there from all these different companies and in investing into coins that didn't have any intrinsic value. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, and whenever one thing failed, the house of cards fell. So it's really... When it comes to that crypto stuff, I guess it's more about risk management than anything. Uh, You don't want to get too over-leveraged. I know at one point I was ready to be a crypto crash test dummy, baby. You definitely tweeted it. I I sold like like half my positions in stocks and bought crypto. And I ain't going to lie, that shit was not the best decision in retrospect, right? But I'm still sticking to my guns and I'm going to continue to buy into things um, because only buying into the assets that I believe in Mm long-term.
2: Another thing on the topic of crypto... I saw that uh, Gap and other companies are actually licensing NFTs uh, to put on like merch and stuff. So they actually got a Board Ape Yacht uh, Club uh, NFT, mm-hmm. and they're selling it at the Gap. Uh, not Gap, I'm sorry. Uh, Old Navy, but Gap is Gap owns Old Navy, but yeah, they're selling it at Old Navy, uh, so you can buy Board Ape Yacht T that they license from the actual owner. So I think that's really cool. The the things that are going to come about it, uh, once again, understand, study the markets, figure out what's going on and really understand the true fundamentals of whatever project and coin that you're investing in.
0: Facts. Okay. So one of the next things I wanted to get into was some of the market stuff that we got going on, right? Okay. Like market bubbles, Uh, been real big on researching bubbles and stuff like that. Two of them in particular stand out to me. I know with the 08 recession, the big thing was the housing crisis, right? Uh, We don't have an issue with the housing that way. I know housing prices are super high, but I hear MG, the mortgage guy, and Keanu Watson talk about it all the time. Like, a lot of people in real estate say that we won't have that same issue because there's a lot more oversight. Mortgage lending hadn't got that loose and reckless again. And the housing market is still um,
2: the supply. The
0: supply is still yeah. low. We have historically low supply, so it doesn't look like that would be a driver. But there are two other major economic drivers, like from a from a debt standpoint, that stand out to me, and those are the buy now, pay later bubble and the used car market bubble. Mm. So let's talk about it. So, buy now, pay later If you don't know what that is That's what's firm. Affirm Affirm
2: Quad pay What is it? Zip is it? now I never heard about that I them. even knew
0: that But like
2: I told y'all buying them bottles On the farm was gonna catch up To y'all ass Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: You sure did to, that, was, that was the dumbest <laughs> shit When they said you could buy Bottles in the club With buy now, pay later I was like Ooh, this is not good <laughs> This is gonna be bad This is gonna end badly So Recently, uh, it's come out that 42% of the people who have used things on Buy Now, Pay Later have started to become late or delinquent on those Buy Now, Pay Later things. So, that's something that I see will probably just continue to increase as the the situation tightens, right? As people start recognizing that money's not as free-flowing. I
2: ain't paying them fucking bottles back.
0: It's going to just be a situation now. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't drunk it. What they you going to do? <laughs> the cake's been baked. I'm telling you, dog.
2: <laughs> I'm going to have to come catch me. I know how y'all think, man.
0: But, no, seriously, though, like, that's a... It's created a situation now where, like, we got all these companies that... They were high-flying public companies, too. You've seen that stocks take plunges. And it's probably going to create some delin- like some defaults and probably mess up a lot of people credit on the cool because mm-hmm. they decided to buy shit that they didn't need with money that they didn't have. So the biggest thing, my biggest takeaway from just seeing this is like, bro, if you don't have the money to buy the shit, don't buy the shit. <laughs> that, that's all I got to say at the end of the day. If
2: like, you can't buy it twice, don't buy
0: it. Why would you, I, I just don't get the, the, the appeal of buy now, pay later to me. It just didn't make too much sense.
2: I don't know. I ain't never touched the shit.
0: Me either. You ever yeah. fuck with it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> he said, Oh yeah, I fuck with it. <laughs>
0: yeah, hey, You gotta use it right. So I think the reason most people get caught up with it is cause it'll be like
2: The way it's marketed them too. Hey, only pay four payments of twenty five dollars.
0: And it's like you didn't think about the, the fact
2: interest, that interest, they go get your ass.
0: <laughs> you gotta pay interest and then Four, five months from now You don't know what's going on Exactly You went by something That was A thousand dollars And you didn't have the thousand at the time So you broke it up Into payments to 250 Now you had your car breakdown You had to spend An extra 600 on that Now you don't got that 250 Mm. You know So you put yourself In a bad situation Whenever Or
2: Or you also You're like Oh I can do this with that Let me You get addicted to it You're like Okay I can affirm this I can affirm that I can do this with Claire Like
0: now you paying everything off exactly. on a monthly basis instead of just paying it when you should have bought it. Trying to At tell that point, you, you could have just put it on a damn credit card.
2: I told y'all, hey, <laughs> don't fuck with that shit, dog. <laughs> e, stop you know fucking with that shit,
0: dog. <laughs> put that shit interest, but I do see some of those companies going under. I don't think they all going to make it out of this recession. Uh,
2: uh yeah, I don't know what man, they got. Hopefully they padded and you know got cash reserves and stuff gonna, like I don't that.
0: Think some of them going to make it, dog. I seen a firm they uh. I think they went from like 130, so they're like under 20 now.
2: $130? They stock $130? Yeah, bro. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, bro. Just like Zoom was at like fucking four something. Yeah. How, do you, how much is Zoom at now? Oh
0: shit. Shit if I know I could look though. Yeah,
2: hold on. Let's give you real time numbers.
0: Zoom. Shout out to Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> S. Pelosi is, is crazy A Zoom is like $106 uh,
2: Let's go Five years Zoom's All time high was $500 In 20, 2020 That's crazy
0: Bro I was off the mark A firm traded all the way up to $160 Right now it's $26 Sheesh And a lot All those companies look the same
2: So once again, y'all need to start looking into these companies' financials, really start understanding what you're investing in. Uh, If you don't know how to do that, we got a great product for you. It's called Investing in the Stock Market 101. We're not teaching you how to trade. We're actually teaching you how to invest, Mm -hmm. how to understand, read reports, how to figure out what's actually going on, understand what these companies are making, and things of that situation. So if y'all want to get that, click the link in the bio, go to BWRAcademy.com. You can get that,
0: yes, sir. Appreciate you sending that plug in that shameless bro. plug. You hey, know, hey, we got to, we gotta make money too, y'all. Y'all gotta come on. Let's hey, get it. We we trying to make money, yeah, up and you make money. So, but the other bubble that I wanted to talk about, the one that's more you alluded
2: maybe. to it early, actually,
0: yeah, the one that uh, when I talk about the car family. yeah, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> the and I guess because it hits home more personally for me because I'm in the car rental business is the car, the used car bubble, right? Uh, I actually made a reel about it recently, talking about how delinquencies and repossessions are up in the used car market uh, significantly oh, during the pandemic. Um, what, what, when
2: you when you say up, talk talk numbers tell me, dog. So
0: typically, repos- the the normal repossession rate is two point two percent. It's double to four point four percent, which doesn't sound like a lot in the grand scheme of things. But, but
2: whenever you talking bees. That's yeah. a lot.
0: It's and it's led to was what what's led to is the fact that we have more car debt now than we've ever had. Cre- uh vehicle debt is almost equal to credit card debt in the United States now. Jesus. I think it's nine percent. Don't don't misquote me on the numbers, it's around nine percent of the total debt um in US households. Man. So what we've seen That's is That's cause
2: y'all paying this down six hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred dollar down car payments and shit. I'd never.
0: Going back to the, the shit we was talking about at the beginning, though, whenever we was in this free money economy, digga, everybody was balling, you feel me? We all got money in our pocket, you know Man, what I'm hold you on, man. I,
2: we got to talk about it, though, man. The, the payment. Like, I'm just thinking about when I would go give get my damn truck service. These niggas tried to get me to buy a Mustang. Talking about, yeah, your payment would only be $1,200 a month. Bro. I said,
0: sir, who, who about to pay that? <laughs> Bro, you'd be surprised. I think it's ten percent of people right now have car payments that exceed a thousand dollars a month. The average used Man. car payment is around six hundred and the new cars are around seven. So you ba pay, you paying like around the same for it. And the part that's messed up is the values of used cars rose during the pandemic because inventory supply mm-hmm. chain shortages, right? Things got crunched down. But what we saw is now it's People paying way more for cars than they actually work. Yeah. Like looking at.
2: I remember Bees actually tweeted that. She's like, people paying uh, for a Honda, a 2010 Honda, they paying $20,000 more for it based on the interest. Uh,
0: and it's not even just off interest, it's just off the actual value. Like we've, we've looked at blue book values on cars. It's common for lenders to approve people for 140% of the MSRP now. They would usually would be like one hundred five prior to this. So if you were to buy a car that was ten thousand dollars, they would approve you for ten five. You had bad credit, they would only approve you for nine, and you had to come with a thousand dollars down payment. During the pandemic, we seen I'm gonna I'm gonna send a chart so we can show it. Like it's a rise in auto loan originations, like a crazy rise. Like I mean, it was like pretty stagnant for years, and then 2020, you start seeing this this bad boy just go up. It's Looking at it, it's like everybody just started going get a new car. It's like, I got money in my pocket. I'm going to go get another car.
2: Do you think more people also started getting on, like, Turo and uh, yeah, for the sure. rental car things as for well? Sure. You think some of that but kind the, of played the into the lend- it?
0: Definitely. And lending requirements really loosened during the yeah. pandemic. Once, and that
2: was part of the quantitative easing that we was talking about earlier. Like, what that done was that the interest rates, it drove down the interest rates. So, it made banks... Uh, Be able to borrow money At a really cheaper rate Mm -hmm. And if they can borrow money At a cheaper rate They can then Lend out money At a cheaper rate To consumers So it was much easier To acquire cash In the past few years And
0: they were lending To just about everybody And during the pandemic Niggas was like Oprah (laughs) Yeah yeah You get a car You get a car I'm telling you bro No you get (laughs) a (laughs) loan But No the the craziest That I saw Was that Ninety six percent of new car loan originations had no income verification. Oh, now that's the that housing bubble shit. Here's the other kicker, bro. The motherfucking banks doing the same shit like they was doing with the CDOs. They packaging them up and selling rating them, them as good, good bond, good uh, <sighs> assets Securitizing them And selling off the loans
2: Boy I'm about to Start me a car company in The next <laughs> few years
0: Boy <laughs> Cause I know What's about to happen The The market is gonna get Flooded with cars And
2: All that's y'all that was Buying these G-wagons And
0: these all of this shit. cats <laughs> Scat pack Paying $1,200 a month You should've waited You should've waited Jeez. dog So I know for me personally, I ain't
2: judging you though Live your life
0: Live your life If you got the bread Do your thing but if you didn't have the money to spend uh, and things tighten down, you always should just think about that and what position you might want to
2: downsize. Yeah. Go get you a nice Honda Civic, a Kia Forte, but you know, it,
0: hopefully you don't owe too much on the car because that's one of the big issues right now, right? It's going to be a you're lot underwater. of underwater on vehicles because
2: no money down and you can just walk out the door like and that's one of the biggest things me being a past car salesman is like People don't understand that part. You you can get in the car for no money down, but what no type of equity. equity are you building in
0: that? None. View? You have none now.
2: Because the minute you drive off the lot, your value already your value already going
0: down, right? Was it like eleven to twenty percent? or something? <sighs> I
2: don't remember, lot? but it's it's a it's a good amount. Like your yeah. your it's down. And even being an insurance adjuster, I work with people who have total losses, right? right? So like. I, I'm seeing people They just bought a car A few months ago They get a total And they're like And I, I gotta tell them Hey your car is worth $20,000 And they're like Well I still owe $30,000 i am like yo That's the value Of your loan And your interest I can't do nothing But pay you This $20,000
0: Exactly
2: So get gap insurance As well
0: Definitely have gap insurance If you don't have Gap insurance already That's something definitely to-
2: And you also get your money Back from gap insurance That you pay If you didn't know Really? Yep, at the end of your
0: loan. So if you pay your loan off, you get your gap money back. Mm -hmm. That's good to know. Did not know that, but yeah, like if you are a person who's like over leveraged on a car, um, it's not many options that you have. I have a couple cars. uh, The Beamer, I didn't put no money down on that, so technically I'm over leveraged on it. I looked at the actual worth of the car. I think it's worth about twenty two. I owe about twenty five. So I can't just sell that car if Mm -hmm. I wanted to. I would need to, which I'm doing, is gonna, I'm going to hold on to it, pay it down, pay it down, use the money from the rental to throw extra, and those are ways that you can get creative. Oh,
2: I'm so, about to plug in Tim too. So whenever you done, oh, I, yeah, the, the whenever interest, you done, yeah, 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 whenever you done,
0: I want to plug that in. Yes, yeah, sir. So using using that money from using using the car to generate extra income, because I mean it's a Turo car. Anything that I would use as profit, just applying extra to the loan that way. As the car's value depreciates, you're not as behind on the loan. That's one way um, that you can kind of find your way out of there. Uh, The other, I will let you get into it.
2: So, yes, the other way. So shout out to my guy, Tim Jackson. He actually put me on this hack. Um, But what you can do is you can figure out your daily interest rate, right? Figure out your daily interest rate. And then you multiply it by 30 days in a month or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? And then you can actually contact either your bank or your auto, the person that you go through for your auto loan service. I'll probably call or contact the auto loan servicer uh, because you can make principal payment only. Mm -hmm. But what you're basically doing is you're paying down your interest rate daily. Right. So let's say your interest for two dollars. Yeah. You're two dollars a day. Right. For your interest. So you're going to say, okay, what's $2 times 30, $60 for the month. Right. So then you'll break it down into weekly payments. You hit up your, uh, you would hit up your loan provider and you would say, okay, I'm going to start making weekly payments of $20, uh, a week. Is that 15, 15, Yeah, 15? So, but yeah, you would say $15 uh, a week. Right. And you would tell them, Hey, I want this as principal only though. Mm -hmm. You don't want to pay extra interest. You want to pay principal only on these payments, right? And what that is going to do is that's going to attack you from paying so much in interest because now you're driving down your principal and you're also going to make your regular payments like you're going to keep paying whatever you pay per month you're going to pay that but you're going to pay that extra on top of it and it's going to drive down the principal amount that you're actually paying and with you driving down your principal amount your interest is not as high Mm -hmm. because interest is off of your total principal amount mm-hmm. So if you got a lower principal Your interest rate is not You're not interest rate But You're the, paying less yes, interest you're Over paying, the life of the loan Yes Exactly And uh, Tim was like Yeah I have ended up paying my truck off In like a year All doing some shit like that
0: Yeah I it's, was like that, damn That's definitely a, a, another route That you could take um, But yeah man If you don't need a new car right now And you don't have like You're not in the situation to buy something cash or whatever. I say hold off, like hold off, take your time, reevaluate what's going on, because we're starting to see prices of used cars fall. I think over the last few months, um, they actually started seeing declines in the values of cars, Mm -hmm. like some of the cars that you may have paid 14000 for. Now they work 12. You know what I'm saying? So just be wary. Uh, Always remember that a car is a depreciating asset. And that if you, the longer you hold on to it, the less it's worth. Um, after the end of your loan, it's probably worth 40%, 40, 40, 50% of what you actually pay for it. So always be mindful of that whenever you're stepping into situations like this. And if you like me or you're interested in being in the car rental business like me, uh, stack your bread right now. Because whenever these cars hit back on the market, they going, I ain't going to say they're going to be just super cheap, but you can get some It'll better be deals than what you're yeah. getting now. Was and if you're interested in getting in the car rental game, uh, I do have like a rough guide ebook that I put together. If you're interested in it, man, shoot me a DM. We can we can talk. I can help you out.
2: You can be his beta student. Make yeah. sure all his shit is on yeah, uh, yeah, on point. Yeah. Shameless plug.
0: Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit.
2: Um. So we'll get to some of our last points. Um. Also, so we kind of talked about it in the beginning, right? The increase in your income. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Once again, we're going to drive this home right now in this current economic environment. You need to focus on really increasing your income Uh, even with us. I know in past episodes before, you know, a lot of times we, we preach, you know, budget save and things like that, but you can't save your way out of poverty. Like, no. You can't It's just impossible So what you have to do Is you have to increase That income And the way you do that Is by Once again Increasing your value That you're giving To society yes. Whether that be Through your hard skills Technical skills Soft skills Whatever it is You need to start Increasing those things Right
0: And hey, then can, can we get into A real conversation Quick what though was that Yeah Cause I think Like whenever I we like tell, getting we, into Real shit We tell people To increase their income Motherfuckers like To make excuses Right. Mm -hmm. They'd be like, man, statistically speaking, only this amount of people make over six figures or this, that and uh, uh, my job don't pay me enough. Hey, bro, fuck all them excuses. Like at the end of the day, I understand life hard, life hard if you broke, life hard if you're not. But you can change your situation if you reevaluate like what it is that you're doing with your free time. Mm. Because prioritize Yeah, Like, honestly, how much time are you spending watching TV? I know you need to relax and all that other shit. Watching Stranger Things. Like how much watching P Valley. Like like a lot of these things when it comes to increasing your income with like insurance adjusting. How much time are you spending getting extra certifications and doing little things that make you more valuable in the job market versus thinking of just just talking about not being paid enough? Mm -hmm. I think that's what a big issue. Like, don't get me wrong. I do think that wages in general need to increase from 1970s to now. The average American isn't making more money than what they were. But who the fuck said you got to be average?
2: That's a, Ooh, that's a bar. And I believe that too. Cause like i never in my life wanted to be average ever. i never in my life been average. Always been at the top part of class, like always going to perform. So you got to have that, that, real, that talk with yourself. You got to look in the mirror and say, are we going to be average? Are we going to be above? And understand, are you going to be below average? Because you can be below average as well. So you got to have those conversations. You got to really look in the mirror. And you got to say, okay, let's stop making excuses. Another thing is, I do think that we also got afraid of work. Uh, because hey, even, weird, I'll, I'll weird. even be I'll be even honest, like... Once again for us Like even whenever I first quit my job One of the first things I was like oh yeah I don't have to work as hard But that's a fucking lie Being an entrepreneur You have to work Even harder
0: Twice as hard
2: Like twice as hard Like you think You're not working You think you're not Working a 9 to 5 Yeah you're not You're working a 24-7 Like you always working Especially even whenever, if, if you really want to have a successful business, you're constantly thinking about it. You're constantly thinking about how can I network? How can I tweak this? How can I make this better? How can I make sure that my land, my uh, websites are converting? How can I make sure that this product is actually adding
0: value to the marketplace? it's going to take me from $1,000 to
2: $10,000? You're, you're constantly thinking of that, right? So even if you're not working at a job... You're going to have to work But even with that Like with working a job People going to hear You know me Saying what i make As an insurance adjuster Right I'm making 14 bands But yeah I'm working 58 hours a week Yeah I work I work 11 hour days My weekends are optional But you know what my option is Let's make this fucking money And let's change our position
0: Mm. I swear like with my job I also work 16 So I'm working 6 days a week 10 hours a week um, Ten hours a day, eleven hour days, one hour lunch, and I say that to people. They're like, and I mean, where I'm at in life right now, I'm 27. I don't have kids. I'm trying to change my situation. If you gonna make, if you want to change your situation, you have to make certain sacrifices. And like you said, people are scared to dedicate that much time, or they don't want to work that hard on something. And I get it, like. Life isn't all about work right You need Mm -hmm. to do these things But an old man said something to me one time And that shit really stuck with me man 27 this is before I started working for other people again He's like He's like hey I was like man I'm trying to come out here and play golf with shit Like y'all old niggas man y'all look like y'all having a good time He's like young man how old are you I said I think I was 26 at the time He was like Boy you got a long time to work Before you can go (laughs) ahead and just relax like me And I was like you know what When did when did our generation become so disillusioned with the fact that we don't have to work to have the things that we want? Mm -hmm. Like I seen people I seen a tweet the other day. It was like a woman was like working eight, eight to nine hours a day, five days a week. Just can't be life. And I'm like, bro, what do you all think people was doing before this? Like before we had jobs and corporations and stuff like that. You think life was just chilling all the time? You had to get it out the mud before then.
2: Even then, like, you had to actually work for your food. People were farming. Before the first Industrial Revolution, 90% of Americans were farmers. You had to have a farm. You had to go out fucking back-breaking work. You had to hold the ground. You had to plant the seeds, feed the chicken, feed all of it. Like, whatever it is, whatever we're going to be doing... In the future, as life and society continues to evolve, it is going to be work associated with it. Yeah. Um, and I do agree. You know, sometimes I don't feel like we should be working as hard, you know, due to technology. There are some roles that are going to be weaned out. But even if then, how are you going to continue to make money? Like if you only work want to work four hours a day, what are you going to be doing? Once again, how are you increasing your skill set to where you can be paid $80 an hour to work four hours a day?
0: Or you can have a client that pays you twenty thousand dollars a month. You know, like even
2: if you have that client, you have to do work for that client. Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's no free meal tickets. At the end of the day, it's no free rides
2: at all. So y'all got to get that shit out y'all head. All of us got to get that shit out of out of our head. Yeah.
0: Fuck all that thinking shit about to just be easy. I know it's, it's cool. It's cool to think like I just want to vacation all the time and chill. Digital nomad stuff And I mean We can get into some ways That you can make money And still do it But never miss the fact that No matter what you do You're going to work Like I think the biggest thing With courses right People think I'm going to just take this course I see this person They doing well But are you going to do the work That that person did Yeah Because They gave you the blueprint But they can't get They can't do the work for you At the end of the day
2: I like that And yeah Like with the courses right Even with blueprints Right Like let's equate that To real estate because, let's say you, two people, right? An architect can
0: sell you the plan. Exactly.
2: An <laughs> architect can sell you the plan, right? You're going to have one person right here, no blueprint, nothing. Hey, build this house. The other person got a blueprint. They got the plans. They got everything that they need. Who you think going to finish the house first?
0: The person with the blueprint. But guess what?
2: Do the, work. the same amount of work has to be done for the house to be built. Just because I'm selling you the blueprint doesn't mean that the amount of work that goes in to get to finished product does not have to be mm. put in.
0: That's good.
2: I like that shit, man. We got to do these more
0: often. <laughs> i tell you, we don't do these enough. Man. It's been a while since we went to the original format. Hell
2: yeah. But like, you got to understand that just because I'm selling you the blueprint, the work comes separate.
0: Dream, sold separate.
2: That, that's all I got to say. So let's get into a few ways yeah. that you can increase your income. Uh, throughout this uh, We'll give you a few industries I'll take two You take two The right. first two I'll say is Insurance adjusting
0: we Because I said it that a few times.
2: And the tech Tech industry I said you know Cyber security Like you can get into The tech industry They are doing layoffs Right now A lot of companies are But Look at some of those tried and true companies. Even Apple is talking about doing layoffs and getting prepared and stuff for a downturn. But once again, if you have a really great skill set, if you're able to provide value to those companies, I don't think it's gonna be as hard for you to get a job. It,
0: that's a fact. Cause like at the end of the day it goes back to what we were saying, like doing the work with me getting on as an IA, right? I recognize very quickly, and Jalen told me this, it's a lot of people that be bullshitting, guys. Like, suck. You can get the certifications. You can get the skills. But if can you do the work and perform at the end of the day? And if you can perform, you'll always have a job, a job. That's it. And if you're interested in getting into the tech field, uh, we actually do have a partnership with our guy I tell you, on tech. Yes, sir. He's a cybersecurity engineer. He's been doing great things in that industry. Helps a lot of people get into tech. If you click the link in the show notes to get me in tech, you can get started on your career in tech um it show you the blueprint help you learn coding languages all that good stuff so yeah you can check that out and two other industries um where you can go ahead and secure yourself make money this is more to me on the side entrepreneurship side of things uh shout out to our brother andre c hatchet he's been teaching people a recession proof business uh the notary business for a long time we've personally met several people who've Increase the income through the notary business mm-hmm. Jalen was a notary for a while Still has his notary stamp Yeah, I still got it. um, It's a business where
1: You once can again, get
2: paid the, the reason why I didn't stick with it is Once again, the work part I was rather focused on BWR mm-hmm. Than putting in the work for the notary business But whenever I was focusing on it I was making bread from yeah. it Because I know how to set up a website I know how to convert and stuff like that So once again, the the blueprint is there
0: hmm and with the notary business, like you said, you can make great money. It's about building relationships with the right types of people, uh, title companies, different companies like that, where you're getting paid literally to explain documents to people and help them sign things. Like I, it's a very not not as time consuming thing where you can make good money.
2: Um, some 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 closings can be time consuming. It depends, but you you're getting paid, and uh, it's not sexy. Like it's not sexy. So. A lot of people don't do it, but there's so many niches, like even just outside of signing, right? You can do fingerprints. You can do fingerprintings for people who need cards, sent off for different backgrounds, clearances and stuff like that. You can also do what's called a pot servicing. servicing. Uh, there's, if there's different documents That have to be sent To other countries You have to get it What's called apostilled And you have to get it Sent to your uh, States I think it's Secretary of the state Or whatever And they put a certain Little stamp on it Or whatever You can do those Type of services So y'all definitely Tap in with Dre Dre teaches all of that And it's it's some Really good shit dog yeah.
0: And the last one I want to hop into Is the virtual assistant world Our girl Annalisa Put together something Great with that like, I don't think it's it's slept on enough, but I don't think people really understand that you can just get paid to help people do minor tasks that don't really take a lot of time in the grand scheme of things. There are a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals even out there who have a lot of things that they need done that they can just delegate out to someone else who can get it done. I paid a VA 90 bucks, the same one that you told me about, to get me on 80 rosters. Listen. I was if it was up to me to do this, it would have taken me weeks to do this. But there, if you can, if you can find a way to alleviate, um, that that time requirement from somebody else, just by doing some simple tasks, you can get paid really well for it from a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Annalisa showed, shit, I think over six thousand people at this point how yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, she, they're doing the damn thing over there. Um, how the VA industry works. And if you're interested, it's one of those things that if you're you have a job, you can do it on the side and start building out your own agency, start building out uh, something where you can start generating income for yourself. So that's just another way on a few of the things that we've thought about or even used personally that you can use to increase your income during a time like this. Yes, sir. So, so um, we can get into a couple of little last clean House things. cleaning. House yeah, cleaning. we can hop in the house cleaning yes, real right. quick.
2: So uh, I just want to say thank you To everybody who tapped Into the Wealth Renaissance Podcast Appreciate y'all for tapping into this one Once again, the OG format Us actually sharing our thoughts I know y'all don't get to hear from us as much uh, But we do, we do do we, our we research thinking, yeah. we, all, we, we definitely nerd out We definitely talk about a lot of these things Off camera amongst each other So um, we'll start doing more of these More often yeah. uh, Let us know how y'all felt about this Let us know if this was helpful Let us know if this put some insight And some perspective onto thing, into things For you guys
0: For sure, for sure yeah. And like Jalen said If you found this valuable Or learned anything from this episode y'all, Please make sure y'all leave us that rating and review uh, if y'all got any questions, anything for us, y'all make sure y'all just reach out to us. Y'all can hit us up personally on Instagram. Y'all can hit up the Black Author Renaissance page. We're always down to assist in whichever way that we know possible. Um, and last thing, if you're interested in any of those resources that we mentioned earlier, you can always reference the show notes uh, and text Stack to 337 455 7778 to join Stack Summer. We holding you accountable to hit your stack goal. We waking up before the sun. We Working cooking out. this we're food running. at the house. Yes, sir. Running, cooking food at the crib, and we making Getting sure my we're staying right. Yeah, Holiday. Yeah. So, join Stack Summer, uh, and until next time, y'all. This is BWR. Sign it out.
2: Peace.
0: an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off ba-da-ba-ba-ba